November 11th, a day when we remember the sacrifice and service of all our military service personnel, past and present. This day, however, has always been a conflict for me when I think about my stepdad, the only dad I knew, a military veteran deserving of honor, but also a violent and abusive husband and father who catapulted me onto the roughest road I've ever known. Can good deeds wash the stain of bad ones? On today's episode, I share a personal rough road about how I made the decision to honor my stepfather after years of focusing only on his faults. Stay tuned. My name is C.W. Sistrunk. My friends call me Tina. I'm that little girl who watched a man who I believe to be my father abuse and ultimately kill my mother. I say believed to be because I didn't learn that he was not my father until I became a teenager. But that's another story for another day. I'm that little girl who thought that because I couldn't help my mom defend herself against the abuse she endured, that I wasn't brave enough or smart enough. I'm that little girl who was frozen with fear and grew up to think that I would end up like my mother and die in my 20s. I'm a woman who'd searched for love in all the wrong places and found myself in and out of abusive relationships. I am a woman who decided for myself that I wasn't a punching bag. I'm also a mother who didn't want the cycle of abuse to continue with my twin sons and two daughters. I'm a woman of God who found the strength to leave and stay free of abuse. I'm also a loving wife to a loving husband and a black woman who wants to help my community of women discover the strength they need to leave and stay free of abuse for themselves and their children. And today, I'm a daughter, openly honoring the only father I knew for his service to our country and publicly forgiving him for the monstrous act he committed when I was seven years old. We'll be right back. And I want to share with you how I made the decision to honor my stepfather, a veteran, but also a violent and abusive man. No doubt what my stepfather did was monstrous. He left me and my four siblings, ranging in ages from six months to nine years, while he left us motherless and fatherless with one act. He abused our mother, beating her bloody and senseless in front of us all the time. And through the many years of abuse and after watching him pull that trigger, shooting himself in the head after shooting our mom, I hated him for it. I felt he absolutely deserved hell. But strangely, the hate I felt for him somehow ricocheted off him, a dead man, and bounced right back on me. I felt the physical effects of carrying this hate. I experienced headaches and all kinds of stomach issues. It was unbearable. My hate for him was torturing me. My stepdad wasn't turning over in his grave because I hated him. He was no more conscious of my hate for him than the man in the moon. But it didn't connect until years later that my physical symptoms were a result of unforgiveness. All I knew was that at 19, I was tired of having these compulsive thoughts of hatred for him and constant worry for the soul of my mother. 
I wanted relief. No doubt I made my rough road rougher by hating him and not forgiving him. So one night, at 19 years old, on the balcony of my boyfriend's apartment, I just cried out to God and asked him to take it away. I sobbed, I cried, I screamed, and that night God freed my heart of hate. I made peace with my stepfather, but the truth of what he did remained with me, and it will remain with me until I die. I didn't hate him anymore, but I didn't love him either. He was a dead man, both physically and in my heart. Now in my 40s, armed with faith, forgiveness, and the death certificates of my mother and stepfather, I finally have more insight into the man he was. My mother's death certificate lists her cause of death, a shotgun wound to the head and neck, deceased at the age of 29. My stepfather's death certificate lists his immediate cause of death, a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head due to or as a consequence of schizophrenia paranoid type, deceased at the age of 32. What I finally discovered with the help of these death certificates was that he wasn't a monster after all. He was suffering. He was suffering with the mental illness that affected how he perceived reality. And as a result of his suffering, all those around him suffered as well. He was a man split in two, unable to navigate the rough road he was dealt. I later learned that he served in the military and was discharged due to a traumatic event that left him a changed man. Unfortunately, the change he experienced not only changed his course of life, but everyone around him. We'll be back to talk about my current change of heart, how I made the mental and spiritual shift from focusing on his monstrous act to honoring his heroic one and resurrecting him in my heart. We'll be back. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in as I share how I made the decision to honor my stepfather, a veteran as well as a violent and abusive man. I'm C.W. Sistrunk, and in this segment, I share with you how I made the shift in turning my attention from his act of killing my mom and committing suicide in front of me and my older sister to honoring his heroic act of committing to serve and protect our country. The shift came after a book study at my church where we delved into the Book of Forgiveness, The Fourfold Path of Healing by Archbishop Desmond Tutu and his daughter, Reverend Info Tutu. They explored four paths to forgiveness. The first path, telling the story. Speak the truth of what happened to you, to the person who harmed you, or write a letter and accept that the offense cannot be undone. The second path, naming the hurt. Identifying how the incident made you feel. The third path, Granting forgiveness, remembering it's always a choice to tell a new story of forgiveness. And the fourth path, renew or release the relationship to free yourself from the victimization and trauma of the incident. The book also explores the need to admit a wrong and seek forgiveness if needed 
And lastly, the author discusses forgiving yourself by resolving any guilt or shame associated with an offense that you committed. Two ideas in the book greatly influenced the mental and spiritual shift I experienced. The first idea, that rapists and murderers were once children who didn't dream of growing up to become rapists or murderers. It was this truth that helped shatter the wall that my stepfather's act erected in my heart. And I saw him for the very first time since I was seven years old. I saw him as a human, a child who may have dreamt of marrying one day, having children, being happy, a child who never in his wildest little boy dreams ever thought that one day he would kill his wife and himself and leave his children as orphans. My heart broke for the little boy I can now see in my stepfather. Another quote from the book that helped me make the shift, the authors write, Forgiveness is truly the grace by which we enable another person to get up and get up with dignity to begin anew. Now, I'm sure that my stepfather is not getting up out of his grave anytime soon, but the get up for me was allowing the memory of my stepfather to be resurrected in my heart and consciousness with dignity and honor. I asked the question earlier, can good deeds erase bad ones? I don't believe so, but if we keep in mind that no child ever dreams of hurting someone, of becoming a criminal, and allow forgiveness to do its work in our heart, by the grace of God, we can make the shift to enable the good to rise higher than the bad and allow our offenders the shared human dignity to begin anew. We'll be back after this. Thank you for listening as I tell my story of forgiveness. I honor my stepfather today, Mr. Arthur J. Woods Sr., and salute him for the courage he exhibited in choosing to serve and protect the individuals and families of the United States of America. I choose to remember you today not for any monstrous act you committed, but for your heroic one. If you are a veteran suffering with schizophrenia who's thinking about hurting yourself or others, Call the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you are a relative or a friend of a veteran, things to look for in someone suffering with schizophrenia include hallucinations, delusions, difficulty feeling pleasure, and trouble paying attention. If you need help walking the rough road of forgiveness, or maybe you're the one desiring forgiveness and the shame and guilt of it all has catapulted you on a rough road, I recommend the book of forgiveness by Archbishop Tutu and his daughter, Reverend Info Tutu. Let this be our first step as the offended and offender in letting the grace of forgiveness enable us and others to get up and begin anew. I'm your host, C.W. Sistrunk. Thank you for listening and subscribing to Rough Road, a path to healing. Till next time, peace and blessings.
You have been listening to Rough Road, a path to healing with C.W. Sistrunk. Thank you for tuning in. Join us for bi-weekly episodes as we discover tools to navigate the rough roads of life together.